Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Jared Merrill. Jared is a managing director at Optimum Sports, which is a sports marketing agency that's part of the Omnicom Media Group. In this episode, we talk about how brands can be part of the sports conversation, what integrated sports content feels like, and how brands outside of the Fortune 100 can meaningfully participate with sports sponsorships. Hi, Jared. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Jared Merrill is a managing director at Optimum Sports. He's enjoyed a long career in marketing and sales roles at stops like the Rochester Red Wings, which is the AAA affiliate of the Washington Nationals, Clemson University Football, and the Madison Square Garden. Jared, thanks so much for being with me today. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Happy to uh, happy to join. So for those that aren't familiar, what is Optimum Sports and what is your role at the agency? Optimum is a sports marketing consultancy uh, within Omnicom Media Group uh, that was established back in, in 2003. So we're a full service sports marketing consultancy, really with a focus on sports marketing strategy, partnerships, sports media investment, which is a bit unique, and certainly analytics. So as, as really media offerings become you know, more readily available and really critical to the sponsorship offering. Our, our whole model was really built on ensuring that sports marketing and media work in tandem as historically those disciplines, you know, were, were executed in isolation. So my role within uh, our agency is, you know, I co-lead our consulting business, you know, really responsible for helping brands navigate, you know, what is a sports and, and being a complex landscape uh, that it is. And then really developing sports marketing strategy and activation for our clients. For those of us that watch sports, we're familiar with a stadium selling its naming rights to a brand or a halftime show having a presenting sponsor. Can you walk me through the dynamics behind a sponsorship? What goes into executing a sponsorship beyond the five-second brand mentioned before and after that segment? A lot, in short, right? Um, But, you know, listen, high-profile sponsorships, you know, such as naming rights or premier entitlement positions, require a significant amount of diligence. So there's a tremendous amount of research and data that is gathered to ensure a property. And that could be a a media company, or it could be a team, a league, or even an athlete uh, will help a brand reach the right audience and ultimately deliver on on the business and marketing objectives for that for that client. So it's about identifying the right opportunity, the right partner, And it's much more than putting a name on a building or an event, which is important and that has a role, but it's about really how a brand can enhance that fan experience and or make a a really a meaningful impact with a partner and in their community. The term integrated content gets used a lot, but I'm curious if you can define it. Is there an example of how a brand has best leveraged quote unquote integrated content as part of this larger sponsorship opportunity that you're describing? We often talk about going beyond the commercial pod. Right. There is a delineation in our industry where, you know, basically between commercial time and programming time. I will say, though, however, that that line is getting blurred more and more as properties and, and media companies continue to develop, you know, really innovative ad solutions. So for years, we've been really focused on how do we create white space and creatively integrate clients and brands into actual programming and content. So what's what's great about sports is oftentimes programming for its brands an opportunity to integrate their brand and even brand positioning within the actual content. So many mediums, certainly with the scale that live sports brings, 
doesn't necessarily offer the same type of opportunity. So we work with you know sports uh, media companies and in particular programming production teams to actually sit down and develop ways to integrate uh, a campaign or a platform into the actual content of that show or of that program or of that content. So, you know, a little bit uh, is, is how we look at integrated content, really taking that brand and integrating them into the actual program in a really meaningful way. Now, I want to stay on this theme a little bit, because when we yeah. connected beforehand, you mentioned that you encourage your brand partners to have a conversation as opposed to making an appearance. And at face value, that seems really obvious. But when you unpack it a little bit, it's much more complicated to be a part of the conversation for a brand. So when you're talking with partners, where do you start? What are the foundational elements that are required to have a conversation as opposed to just being viewed as a passerby? Listen, as consumers, as, as sports fans, and, and we're all fans, like we are very accustomed to seeing advertising. It's basically everywhere you go. And so just rather than kind of pushing that on someone, which you know, over time you could become a little bit numbed, it's about really kind of having more of a dialogue with that fan. So it's about marrying business and marketing objectives of both a partner as well as a brand, right? So how can a brand and a property, for example, uh, identify similar needs to deliver a more meaningful experience for fans? And so that dialogue is really, really important in addition to putting a, a brand's name maybe on a sponsorship. So it's um, often about developing a platform and then identifying the best communications channels to convey that. So I, I love to look at you know, a, a partner such as like State Farm, right? State Farm developed a whole platform with the NBA and the assist. So not only is State Farm like the canvas, right, of scoring with their stanchion signage, you, you see their, their presence on the stanchions in the NBA in, in most NBA teams, right? So they're often that backdrop for most of uh, the action in, in the NBA, but they also own NBA All-Star Saturday night. And they've really made insurance relevant. If you think about it, they've made insurance and talking about insurance very cool, right? So you think about Chris and Cliff Paul, you think about Jake from State Farm. You know, Jake kind of character has, he's now celebrity status. You know, he's, I was looking the other day and I, I think he had a couple hundred thousand just social followers. So if you, if you asked a brand like, hey, if we could have a couple hundred thousand people or consumers just following you know, maybe one of your brand ambassadors that you just developed and created, you know, I think any brand would jump all over that. So, you know, what, what they've done is really phenomenal. I, I would say another example that comes to mind for me is uh, Pepsi and, and Pepsi Max. Uh, a few years back, we created this uh, promotional platform called Field of Dreams. And for PepsiCo, it's really, really important to drive value to retail partners and consumers by developing promotional programs and so we, we supported on this promotion years ago, where basically a consumer would vote for what they believe was the greatest MLB team of all time. So they would vote by position for their players, ultimately for a chance to win an opportunity to play against them in their hometown. So we ended up with Wade Boggs, Ricky Henderson, Frank Thomas, uh, Pedro, Reggie Jackson, all on this team playing and, and one um, great lucky individual won the opportunity to uh, play this game. This One of them actually happened to be in Rochester, New York, where I grew up. And uh, him and his buddies came out and they played this game at, at the stadium. And, you know, we assembled the team, helped find a stadium, sold tickets. Uh, we distributed that game on a sports network. 
so what an amazing experience, right, for everyone involved. And now it's kind of ironic, Major League Baseball kind of goes out to create uh, their own Field of Dreams game out in Dyersville uh, every year. So, you know, it's those types of, you know, conversations or really creating meaningful engagement with consumers rather than just kind of putting your logo or your name on a building or things like that. Again, I think they serve a role, but I think it's really important for brands to kind of have more of this dialogue and these conversations with consumers, again, kind of creating an additive experience for their fandom. Jake from State Farm is a fascinating example because I think you're right. He's a character in an insurance commercial who's become an NBA influencer in some ways. And so that's a perfect example of sort of like being a part of that conversation. But a lot of the real-time conversation happening around sports today is around fantasy and gambling, which even though that has changed dramatically over the last few years, gambling may or may not still be considered a vice sort of category for some brands. How do you talk to your customers, your brand partners about gambling and betting and fantasy and being a part of that conversation? And is it appropriate for them to be a part of that or not? What's your counsel? You know, it's a a little bit on a case-by-case basis, right? And it's it's changing rapidly. Uh, To your point, you know, sports betting now, a little bit state-by-state, right? But is a part of the fan experience. In, In many cases, it's a pretty critical one. And so I think, you know, 10 years ago, if you asked a lot of brands out there, or if you pulled a lot of brands out there, you know, the comfort level for most, I don't think would be there. But, you know, we're seeing now more and more clients, more and more brands being comfortable with partnering with the likes of a DraftKings, for example. Now, they've reached such tremendous scale. They're now also selling opportunities, partner opportunities on their own platforms from a you know, media perspective, custom games, things like that. And so we are seeing more brands being like, yeah, you know what? This is more readily accepted in culture. It's a great way to reach a very engaged audience. And there's some flexibility there. So we can come in and we can create really custom programs and, and games with a DraftKings or a FanDuel, for example, that really does tie back to you know a brand's objective, maybe customized with their own brand positioning. So uh, it's changed quite a bit. And I think as we see legislation continue to kind of fall in some of these states, you're only going to see, obviously, uh, that scale, you know, even drive further up. So it's uh, it's really interesting. It's a really exciting place to be right now. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's only going to certainly grow from here. I'll get you out on this question. Sports sponsorship and integrated sports campaigns feel reserved for the mega brands. For example, the Super Bowl halftime show is sponsored by Apple. Where can companies that aren't Fortune 100s participate in this ecosystem? What would be your advice to a CMO at an emerging company that's trying to crack the sports code? It's about identifying your position in the marketplace, your category, where you sit in your category, and how can you maximize your impact? I always reflect fondly of, uh, you know, we work with a lot of big brands, but we also work with you know, some smaller brands as well. And I always reflect fondly on the work we've done with uh, DXL. DXL is a a great men's big and tall retailer. Uh, They came to us uh, years ago and uh, we've developed an integrated kind of platform for them that allowed them to break through during important, you know, fall and spring campaigns. So we we created a whole uh, custom ESPN integrated program, tapped into Mike and Mike, 
Uh, we created a position with them around the NFL draft. We even went out and uh, for a couple of years entitled uh, a college bowl game for them. And uh, we saw significant lift in marketing and brand metrics. And DXL even went on to be featured as a case study at the ESPN Upfront as kind of a best in market example of a, a smaller brand able to break through it and, and create business impact. Yeah, another example that comes to mind is uh, Signet Jewelers. Yes, they're a pretty big jewelry retailer. Uh, they've got brands like K, Zales, Jared, but we identified this opportunity to partner with the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the, the Basketball Hall of Fame to really design, develop, and source the Hall of Fame inductees ring. So it, it allowed the brand here to play an incredibly meaningful role and endorse what is one of, if not the most meaningful accomplishments uh, among the best of the best in their sport. So, you know, an authentic partnership like that has tremendous mutual benefits. You know, a lot of these, uh, these guys go on to wear those rings, you know, for the rest of their lives, you know, really, really proud of that accomplishment. And something like that didn't incur a price tag like some of the other major sports leagues out there you know, the NFL, the NBA, NHL, so on and so forth. So yeah, there's definitely a, a role for, for these brands to play out there. I think it's identifying the right space, you know, sitting down with some of those partners, understanding kind of what both sides are trying to accomplish and ultimately where you can play a, a really, again, a meaningful and impactful role and and uh, what you're both trying to accomplish. I'm joined today by Jared Merrill. Jared is the managing director at Optimum Sports. Thanks so much for all your wisdom today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime, Brian. Good to see you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Looking forward to it. Cheers, bud.